Welcome to my podcast on everything about health. I'm your host, Becca, and here we will be discussing basic information on every topic. We will cover everything from physical health, spiritual health, and mental health. No topic is off All guest appearances welcome. This platform is to bring back the freedom of speech and allow everyone to feel their voice matters, no matter what the circumstances are. Hello, everybody. Welcome back. Happy Friday. I hope you all had a wonderful chance to dive into the Zodiac Astrology last few episodes. This Friday, we have a wonderful full moon happening. So today is our full moon in Aries. Really excited for that for myself, but not excited because as we all have experience with knowing the Aries, it's going to feel really powerful, a lot of emotional energy. So Strap in because eclipse season is coming by October 14th. Like I said last week, we're now going to explore a whole new section and we're going to dive probably into this a lot more because there's so many things linked to herbs, natural remedies, ways to heal yourself through supplementation versus medication. I do want to start off by saying that if you are somebody with a diagnosis, please make sure that you're contacting your healthcare provider, whether it be your naturopath or whether it be your PCP or your specialist. Do not take what I say and match it to what you need because I don't know your needs and I don't know your medical history. I am educating on herbs and how they're linked to certain diagnoses. I will actually be putting in the resources that I'm finding this from. So if you want to find more clinical research, you can then dive into it deeper than what I will be going over in this podcast. I will be doing different segments each week. So if more questions arise, please, again, don't hesitate to reach out. I love the open conversation that everybody brings to the table and what they experience or if they've had an experience. It's always so fun to learn and get to know my listeners. So today I want to dive into one because September is the month for mental health awareness. A lot of that can be from multiple different aspects, but one that I'm going to touch on today is more commonly linked to depression. And I feel like that one has been coming up more and more ever since the pandemic and the isolation that people have had to go through, causing that depression, uh, the overstimulation of working and work-life balance that is not being created here in the U.S. So again, depression is on the rise. Mental health is super huge. And I'm not going over all of the herbs that can be beneficial for depression. There are more out there that are probably I can pick and choose from. I've just picked a few that aren't really talked about. One or two you guys have probably have heard of because it's just what goes around in social media and other outlets. But I'm going to go ahead and jump in today and I'm going to start off with rhodiola. And I don't know if I pronounce these right because they have a very unique name to some of them. So if you guys want to come and correct me, go for it. I don't mind education my own self. But what I also know is this one is known as like the Rhodolia rosea plant. 
it's common names are more of like an arctic root or golden root, rose root, king's crown, things of that nature. It kind of looks like a, a crown. It really does. It has like this yellow flower blossom with leaves surrounding it. It's very beautiful. It really originated from Europe and Asia. It does well in like colder regions and high altitudes. Its long history of medicinal use, though, comes from Russia and Scandinavia and other European countries. So that's kind of where this one's kind of coming up into play. However, it is a plant that promotes an increased energy, stamina, strength, mental capacity. It can be helping to improve athletic performance. It can reduce stress, help manage depression, anxiety, and other symptoms. There were a few clinical studies done between six to 12 weeks. There can be possible side effects with this plant. So be very careful when utilizing it. Just like in everything, there's always that potential of overdosing. Even with vitamins too, there's an upper limit for vitamins. Same with herbs, same with medications, same with the whole nine yards. So this one has really kind of shown that if you overdo it, There can be dizziness, dry mouth, excessive saliva production as well. One or the other, just depending on how your body reacts. I will be linking the case studies to this in the notes. So if you guys wanted to read about the clinical studies of how it has improved the mental capacity and reduced effects of stress and depression, that will be there for you. Just mentally know that this is one of those European plants that have shown studies of increasing everything. The next one I'm going to touch on is going to be skullcap. Skullcap is Native American plant. It's a dried leaf. It's mostly known in teas and it's to treat anxiety, stress, and insomnia. Now this one does have an alter effect with liver injury as well. It has been known to partner and pair with other herbs and botanicals. The biggest thing that they found with the skull cap is that when you utilize it, it acts almost like sedative or an antispasmatic activity. The flavonoids that compounds uh, may act as like a GABA agonist, similar to benzodiazepines. If you don't know what that is, it's one of those clinical drugs, also like a Xanax or a Valium, and it can help with like alcohol withdrawals, anxiety, panic disorders, sleep disorders, just helps induce relaxation. So a lot of the herbs that I go over, it is most of like the sleep components that they're going to be going over. The reason why that's super important, and if we go back to the summer, It's the chemicals in our brain, the hormones in our brain that help us get a good night rest and release our dopamine, our melatonin, our serotonin. All of those are going to play a key factor. So if you aren't producing at a normal rate, that's going to affect the way you feel for as part as like your depression and anxiety. And that can really have a huge part. Again, I'm going to link the study to this so that way you guys can read more in details. There's quite a few studies and case reports in this. It also shows the data. If you end up clicking on one of the links and you're really confused at how to read data, please reach out to me. Let me know and I will help explain and break it down 
Some people are really great at reading clinical trials. Some people are looking at it like it's complete gibberish. So don't feel like that has to be your, your area of expertise. It doesn't. I can help as well. So just reach out to me. The third one I want to go over is called a saffron. And it's derived from a flower of the crocus sativus. And this can also be a compound where controversial topic, however, but where weed can be brought into this or marijuana. There are different herbs that make up marijuana. A lot of education is not brought to light on how weed can benefit people in dosage. So that might be a segment I actually cover is the medical marijuana portion and how that can benefit others and why it's trying to be legalized in a certain quantity in different states. I don't know if it's moved to the federal level yet. I have not kept up on it here in Arizona. It is legalized. So that's kind of where that comes from and why I'm saying it. However, saffron has been known to undergo several trials it is examined especially on antidepressant effects. There are multiple studies that show it. There needs to be more review done. However, the studies that they have done show a significant improvement with depression. Again, I will link that. And the reason why it's shown the best effects for treating depression is due to its serotogenic, antioxidant, anti-inflammatory, neuroendocrine, and neuroprotective effects. So these herbs are coming in and almost acting like the medication that Western medicine has put you or someone you love or you know is undergoing these type of diagnoses on. And the herbs are coming through as natural remedies to support the hormone effects inside of our brain to help us with depression, anxiety, sleep deprivation that can cause us to have a hormone imbalance in order to create these side effects. The fourth one can be utilized for multiple reasons. And this one has more of a popular discussion around it. I've seen it way more through social media outlets. I've heard more people talk about it. This one has multiple properties of what it can help with. And this is St. John's wort. The link that I post in the biography, it will be just on St. John's wort and depression in depth. There are numerous things that St. John's wort can help and treat. But this one particular that I'm going in on is going to be for just depression. There have been numerous case studies done in elaborative like in 2011, 2012, 2008, 2002. This article that I found has been last updated in 2017. However, there are multiple hyperlinks inside of it that is going to give you case studies, safety and side effects. The biggest thing that I'm wanting to share is the Clinical trials on this with 73 participants, 124 participants, 29, 340. They have done multiple clinical trials that have shown that it has treated minor depression better than a placebo. 
And it's not a cure-all. If there is something going on, please seek out a medical profession. However, this is just something they're showing that between a placebo effect and someone taking St. John's wort, they have noticed significant improvement in the group who takes St. John's wort versus one who's just on a placebo effect. And this can be like the signs that they're experiencing with depression is like the feeling of sadness, anxiousness, or feeling irritable, easily frustrated, restless, having problems with sleep or feeling tired, eating more or less because of the appetite fluctuation, having trouble concentrating, remembering details, a feeling of guilt or helplessness, maybe even thinking of hurting themselves too. And they have found that it can weaken many prescription medicines. So you never want to mix the two. If you're on another medication, that's why it's really, really important that you are discussing this with your medical supervision because they will know what medication you're on and if this herb or remedy is going to be for you or not for you. So please make sure you're consulting with people who understand your medical background. This is not something for you to come and contact me with because I will not know all of your medical history. This is something for you and your provider. So I will make sure to link that for you guys to read the case studies. Two more is going to be valerian root. A lot of times people have heard of valerian root. It is again, just like skullcap. It is for sleep. And the reason why you want to kind of almost use valerian for sleep is it helps you with that insomnia that might cause anxiety, depression. It's also known to treat PMS or menopause symptoms. However, we're not going to touch on that. That's like a St. John's wort thing where it can be used for multiple remedies. But valerian root is a native to Europe and Asia cultures. It can also be grown in North America. It kind of looks like a, a white weed flower, if you can kind of like picture that. But it does medically show that it's been treated within Greece and Rome. And historically, valerian root has been treated for migraines, fatigue, stomach cramps, things of that nature. Most of the studies that were conducted showed an, an increase in better sleep, which then decreased all of the mental health issues that were going on inside of somebody, whether it be a headache, anxiety, depression, whatever it was. Some of the studies were short-term, some of them were long. All of these herbs that I am discussing do have conclusive evidence. They just need more studies to be done in order to support it. So it's something that got started and they didn't have enough to back it because what they were looking at was one particular area and more further research needs to be done. Lastly, the last one I want to go over is one called the Passiflora. The Passiflora is a very different type of herb. And the study that I will be linking it with is one that looked directly at neuropsychiatric disorders. Please understand that that can umbrella a lot of different things. The Passiflora, which is also known as a passion flower. So I'm going to refer to it as a passion flower. This type of flower is 
almost kind of like a fruit. It's very edible. It has rich sources of vitamin A, C, B1, B2, calcium, phosphorus, iron. It is native to South America, Australia, Southeast Asia. What they have examined inside of this study, they have alleviated some symptoms of the neuropsychiatric origins. No adverse effects. There was no memory loss or collapse of a psychometric function, nothing like that. However, it's shown to be almost like an anti-anxiety effect comparable to like a Western medicine drug like Xanax, Oxazepam, stuff of that nature that I can't pronounce, just being real with you guys. However, it seems to be an effective and safe pharmaceutical to reduce stress reactivity, insomnia, anxiety, and depression-like behaviors. So I'll go ahead and link the study. This one is a very long study. That's why I'm not taking much time to go over it. So be prepared for it. It does deal with like ADHD, GABA receptors. It goes more into the neurological effects that the brain has, and it shows input and output and statistics of like calm, slight anxiety, serious anxiety, bad behavior. It also goes over how they use the passion flower with like drops and dosage and how that affected everything. So like I said, if you guys are reading this, something doesn't make sense. You're looking at it and you're like, what does that mean? Please just reach out, copy and paste whatever you're looking at, screenshot it, send it to me. I will further break it down for you. The biggest thing I wanted to share with this episode are these herbs that are out in the world and they're so magical. They can be used for such a beneficial purpose, especially with mental health on the rise and something we struggle with in day-to-day activities and nobody talks about it. Everybody wants to put you on a Xanax or an antidepressant or they want to pump your body full of medication. They're not taking the opportunity and using, in my terms, God's earth. In other people's terms, natural herbs that we can grow. The side effects are way less. So then you're not being pumped with more medicine, with more side effects. And next thing you know, you're on like 30 different prescriptions And you don't understand why you're taking all of these pills because one does this and one does that and one does the other thing. And it's too much. Instead of taking the time to use the natural remedies through tea or some people have used it through actual smoking, like medicinal marijuana. There's not, that's just not one area. Some people have extracted this plant to be tincture drops and you can use it in tincture. You can use it in putting it in essential oils. There are so many ways to utilize these herbs to help you. And that's the main part of being into this section is knowing that you don't have to rely on a medication that will give you side effects to put you on another medication. There are herbs out there that, yeah, they have side effects, but it's when you overuse it. You don't overuse it and you utilize it to treat what you're looking to treat you're going to have a better experience versus stuffing your body with a bunch of toxins that your liver's trying to process that it can't process anymore. 
So that's the main part of diving into this. Next week, we'll go into another section. I plan on really making sure I cover as much herbs and what they do for each part of a diagnosis. If you guys have something you want to find out, you want to know there's a certain diagnosis you have and you're curious on what herbs help, shoot it my way. I will add it into the segment of a weekly podcast. Thank you guys so much for just listening, trusting, sharing, and being the amazing supporters you guys are. Seriously, I say it every week, but I mean it. I can't be here unless you're here. And every time you guys show up makes me show up even more for you. So sending you guys all my love next week. I really want to dive into herbs and hormones. I feel like that would really help link summer's hormone segment to this one as well. And a lot of people have asked me about it too. So look forward to chatting with you guys next week. Have a really awesome week. And don't forget, today's the full moon. If you like today's podcast, please make sure to subscribe and listen every Friday. Like, comment, and share so others can enjoy just like you.